Welcome back. I am excited to share a podcast with you today about our hope of Israel and the fact that now is the time and it's real. And we're told that by the president, uh, the Russell M. Nelson, and I'm so excited to dive into that. But first, I want to encourage you, if you have not had a chance to go to spiritualcrusade.com, to take the time to go over there. We have a team that works really hard to put out a lot of good stuff every single day. We have Come Follow Me help as far as stories that people can share, memes that are put together. Uh, Debbie Olson puts together a great YouTube video where you can actually watch her as she teaches the Come Follow Me lesson for the week and kind of tells you all about it. So that it really gives insight to help with teaching whether it's lessons or whether just learning for yourself or trying to help your family as well. We also have aids that will help you for teaching a, a lesson or a talk. It's just great. So come back and visit us as often as you can. We do have a newsletter available now, so please subscribe and you'll be getting that every month. And that is great because it'll tell you what we have new coming up and keep you informed on what's going on. Today, I am just so excited to do this podcast because I it's so heavy on my heart and it's so dear to my heart and I feel that it is so crucial that we get excited together as parents and that we work really hard to get our kids excited. And if you're a grandparent, same thing. If you're not a parent, let's get the kids around you excited. Let's get our neighbors and our neighbor's neighbors. Let's just really get this generation pumped up about who they are. And you know, all the way back in 2016, there was a talk that Russell Nelson gave called The True Millennials. And I love this talk. When I heard it, it I, I could not get enough. I probably listened to it 10 times. I read it over and over again. I could not get enough as he talked about the millennials because I had heard so many things about my kids' generation. You know, so many worries and all oh, this generation doesn't work very hard and they are given too much or what's this technology going to do for them and then Russell Nelson comes out and he says the term millennial is perfect for you if that term reminds you of who you really are and what your purpose in life really is a true millennial is one who was taught and to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ premortally and who made covenants with our Heavenly Father there about courageous things even morally courageous things that they would do while here on earth A true millennial is a man or a woman whom God trusted enough to send to to earth during the most compelling dispensation in the history of this world. A true millennial is a man or a woman who lives now to help prepare the people of this world for the second coming of Jesus Christ and, and his millennial reign. Make no mistake about it, you were born to be a true millennial. Can you believe that? It's just so beautiful. I remember with each one of my children as they came to my home in the wee hours of the morning when I was rocking them to sleep or feeding them, I had really special time to feel who they were before they came to my home. I don't know if it's because they were that close to the veil that I could just feel their spirit and how special they were, but each one of my kids, I had just kind of a different confirmation that this child is special. And I believe this entire generation is special. In fact, it was kind of scary because I wondered, oh no, why why am I the mom if these children are so wonderful? And as they started to grow up and I could see they're just 
their spirit just radiate. And I wondered, why am I the mom? This is crazy. I'm not adequate. I'm not. I mean, this is. I'm inadequate for this calling. And then it dawned on me one day. No, I'm not. If God wants me to be their mother, then I'm going to be the best mother I can, and I'm going to help them know who they are. So, then he then President Russell Nelson holds a youth devotional, not a BYU devotional, a youth devotional for our children. Yes, he's done tons. Like the True Millennial was a BYU devotional, so he's already trying so hard to tell the young adults who they are. But he went even further than that. He called a youth devotional. I am going to tell the youth who they are. He said, I don't want to go to heaven and face all those people that have tried so here on earth, hard here on earth to bear witness of Jesus Christ and to move people closer to Christ and not do my part. And he's, you know, bears his testimony that he's been, the Lord has told him about this generation and has prepared him to lead this generation at this time right now. And so we are going to go through a few quotes that I've pulled together. I'm going to tell you the first two. As soon as I heard this, there was two quotes that stood out so strong that I memorized them. And I try to tell my children as often as I can these truths. I know their truths because I know President Russell M. Nelson is a prophet for Jesus Christ and that he is here to testify of truth to us that the Lord needs us to know. And for Russell M. Nelson, the Lord has asked him to tell us who we are. The world is becoming more wicked. And in case you didn't know, it's going to increase becoming more and more wicked. But that is not that scary because it's becoming more righteous. The Lord's army is growing and it's strong and it's magnified by the fact that the kids that are here right now, the parents that are here right now, any of you listening to this podcast right now are here for a big purpose. A big purpose. Okay, let's hear this. Here he says, this is from Russell and Nelson. These surely are the latter days and the Lord is hastening his work to gather Israel. The gathering is the most important thing taking place on earth today. Nothing compares in magnitude. Nothing else compares in importance. Nothing compares in majesty. And if you choose to, if you want to, you can be a part of it. You can be a part of something big, something grand, something majestic. We have an opportunity to be a part of something that nobody else has been a part of. In the whole existence of earth, Jesus Christ only comes twice. I am not trying to tell you when Christ is coming again because I have no idea when he's coming. But I know this generation is important because the prophet is telling us it's important. And because he knows they're important. And I've told my children so many times when they ask, Mom, when is, when is the, you know, how do we know when the second coming is going to come? Well, first off, if the Lord wanted us to know, he would have told us. But he doesn't want us to know. Because it's insignificant in importance to the fact that we are all important for that event. If the second coming doesn't come in your generation as being a youth, and you get to have children, then you are the parent to the children who are going to reign in the Savior. And if that doesn't happen, then you are the grandparent that had to prepare the parent that has to prepare the children who will reign in the Savior. 
and it can go on forever. But let me tell you, there is not a generation in that system of connecting chains that is not as important as the one after. Every single generation matters because we matter and because we are important and we're called to do something big. And I love this because my dad, when we were young, we didn't have a lot of money. And so one of my favorite memories and one that I still do with my children today because I just loved it so much is he made everything exciting, right? So when we would go and get an ice cream cone, Thrifty at the time had it was a grocery store that had 25 cent ice cream, a scoop, a 25 cent scoops. I, I think it was 25 cent scoops. Anyhow. And we would go get this ice cream and he, and we were just so excited. And he would say, talk about big. And we'd all say, yeah, talk about exciting. Yeah. Talk about awesome. Yeah. And we would get so excited. This actually is big. This actually is grand, and this actually is majestic, and it's so awesome. Okay, let's go to the next paragraph of what I have saved here that my other favorite thing that I try to tell my kids all the time. Okay, this is straight from Russell M. Nelson. Our Heavenly Father has reserved many of his most noble spirits, perhaps I might say his finest team, for this final phase. Those noble spirits, those final, finest players... Those heroes are you. If you can hear this podcast, then I speak from quoting him right here, it's you. If your children are in your home living on this earth right now, they are here to be heroes. Do not be stopped and fooled by the weight of what the world puts on their shoulders. Do not be fooled by the tricks that Satan brings into their lives that they fall for. See them for who they are. See them for what they can become. And be that example for them so they know how to become that. Our our calling as parents and as neighbors and as leaders is so crucial. We're raising an amazing generation. And like I said, there might be lots of generations after them that are amazing, but this one's important because the prophet told us it's important. And that's enough for me. So I tell my kids those stories. I tell them all the time, they're the most noble spirits, the finest players, that Christ has saved them for this day for a special purpose. And that nothing, nothing is more important. There's no sports game. There's no activity. There's nothing more important. Now, those things are important, I don't think you shouldn't stop living and then you should stop doing what you're doing. But just know who you are so you can live with purpose. You can live with intentionally and that you can stand as a beacon of light, as an example for Christ in everything that you do and say. That's what is being said here. It's not saying you can't live and do all the wonderful things that life has to offer. We need to live and do those things. That's what puts us out there. That's what puts us in the face of people. That's what brings light to darkness. We have to live in the world, but not of the world, right? So let's go through a few other ones. The other day I was thinking, okay, I've quoted these two main, my two main favorite uh, paragraphs many, many, many times to my children. I don't just stand in front of them and 
quote that to them. I put my arm around them while we're doing dishes and say, you know what? You are the finest player. And they know what I mean because I've talked about it so many times. And I remind them on Sunday of how great this exciting the gathering of Israel is and how they have such an important role in that. Okay, I'm going to go through some of these because they're just so great. And I hope that you guys will take notes or at least go back and read the the talk and highlight things that stand out to you. It's Hope of Israel, given by Russell Nelson and Wendy Watson Nelson to the youth. So if you don't have LDS tools, you can go on to churchjesuschrist.org and you can pull it up in the search bar. It's probably even in the study helps on the side. I plead, this is a quote from Russell Nelson, I plead with each of you to do as the teenage Joseph did. Take your questions directly to Heavenly Father in prayer. Ask Him, in the name of Jesus Christ, to guide you. You can learn for yourself right now at your age how to receive personal revelation. And nothing will make a bigger difference in your life than that. Parents, we have to encourage our children to take their questions to the Lord. We have to encourage our children to take their doubts to the Lord. We have to pay attention to their promptings and help them follow through. They are going to need the Savior in their life. They are going to need their testimony in their life, and it has to be theirs. They need us to help them solidify who they are. If you do your math problems for your children on his test, is he learning math? No. I hope that you get your own answers, and I hope you take your questions to the Lord. But help your children learn to take their questions to the Lord. If you want to answer one of their doubts or one of their questions for them, that's fine. We are meant to lead, right? Lead me, guide me, walk beside me, help me find the way. We are meant to do that. But then follow up with why don't you ask the Lord or however you want to question it. I don't need to tell you what to do in your home. But help, be inspired, inspired to help them to receive their own confirmation that what you're teaching them is truth so that they can hold firm to it, so they can own it. It's theirs. Once they know that it's truth from the Lord, it becomes theirs. Do you get that? Okay, here's another quote. I promise you, not the person next to you, but you, that wherever you are in the world, wherever you are on the covenant path, even if at this moment you are not centered on the path, I promise you that if you will sincerely and persistently do the spiritual work needed to develop the crucial spiritual skills of learning how to hear the whispering of the Holy Ghost, you will have all the direction you will ever need in your life. You will be given answers to questions in the Lord's own way in his, and in His own time. Oh my goodness. So right back what we just talked about. Helping them be able to hear the Holy Ghost. And what does he say? You will have all the direction you will ever need in your life. That's how important it is. That's how important it is for our children to know how to hear the Holy Ghost for themselves. Because he will give them all the direction they need for their entire life. This is a promise he is making to every single person out there. Even your children that are not on the covenant path. Even your children who are experiencing some rebellion of heart. They are great. They are one of the finest players. The most noble spirits. They need you to believe in them. To love them and to lead them. 
be prayerful about how you're going to guide, lead, and direct these children that are struggling. Because the Lord needs them. They have a great purpose. They came here at this time because they are great. And you came here at this time to lead them. The Lord knew you could do it. Let's do it. Okay, another quote. When you know your life is being directed by God, regardless of the challenges and disappointments that may and will come, you will feel joy and peace. And this I can testify of. And I think every single person out there listening probably can testify of the same thing. Number one, they're going to face challenges and disappointments in their life. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. You're going to have some hard things going on in life. It's going to happen. Nobody escapes it. But when you're focused and centered on Christ, when you understand that all of these disappointments and challenges have purpose, when you understand who you are and why you're here, when you put yourself in the Lord's hands, when you trust Him to love you enough, what Russell Nelson say at this BYU devotional that he gave, was it yesterday? He said that the Lord loves us perfectly and infinitely. So if we trust that, then no matter what life brings, we can have joy and peace. The two things that the world seeks more than anything, even over youth. Think of all the money spent on trying to find, become younger and look, be- look better, right? Joy and peace are sought more than youth. There's your fountain of youth. Because regardless of what you go through or where you're at, you'll have joy and peace if you're centered on Christ and if you let him direct you. Okay, so Wendy, Wendy Watson Nelson has a few things that she steps in to say that I really loved. And here's a good question. What were you born to do? Ask yourself, what were you born to do? What was I born to do? Contemplate it. Pray about it. Open your scriptures and read until you, the Lord tells you what you were born to do. And then record it. Write it down. Then have your children do the same thing. Ask them, what were you born to do? If you don't have children, ask your grandchildren. If you don't have grandchildren, ask the kids at a church. Mentor somebody. Find somebody who needs somebody to love them and mentor them. We moved to Iowa, Iowa um, 18 years ago, and we both left both of our family members. So all of our grandparents, all our family were in Arizona. We're in Iowa, 2,000 miles away. But Mark had an aunt and uncle here. They have two children, but neither children got married, and so they, did not, they had no grandchildren. They took my children under their arms and became their grandparents for them. And it has been the most beautiful, amazing relationship I cannot even tell you. So you can mentor somebody who needs it. Ask the Lord who you can mentor and ask them and figure out and believe in them. What were they born to do? And I guarantee you, they were born to be great. What Wendy Watson Nelson says, The prophet Joseph Smith taught that if you could gaze into heaven for five minutes, you would know more on a topic than if you studied it all of your life. So just imagine if you could gaze for 10 minutes at your pre-mortal life. So I love that, that Wendy Nelson said that. And I'm going to tell you a story. And I I wasn't going to put it in this podcast, but I think I will because I, I think it's good enough. This podcast is so important as far as 
trying to get these little messages out to people and trying to say, hey, come on, let's 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 right let's step up to the occasion. Let's rise. Let's lift each other. Let's become who the Lord sees us and that we can become. And let's do it together. Let's bring everybody with us. He doesn't want anybody to rise above another person, but he wants us all to rise together and to bring as many as we can. We're gathering Israel. We're working in the vineyard. We're laboring side by side the Savior. It's so exciting. Okay, so if you could gaze 10 minutes to your pre-mortal life. When I was in college, my coach believed that mental preparation was more important than physical preparation. So twice a week, or was it three times, we would do mental mental preparation. We would, re- she would turn all the lights really dim and she would that we would lay down and she would put on this tape that walked us through relaxation and then after we got to the relaxation part she would then say okay I want you to go through your whole race from beginning to end and I want it to be real and I want you to feel yourself overcoming these obstacles right and we always we were a really good team and I believe that mental really helped so I was thinking about it as a mom, and I'm listening to all these talks, the true millennials in 2016, and then this hope of Israel, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, my kids have got to know who they are. But there's a veil there. They can't see it. They can't. I don't have pictures of it. There's a veil. And then I thought, oh my goodness, their spirits are inside them, and they can remember. I'm going to help them remember. So I do. we love this. I do mental visualization with them. Not very often. I would love to do it every night. I think I've done it four times because, you know, we have a lot of kids and there's sports and there's life and all those fun things. So, but here it is. We lay down and we go through the whole steps. So I am going to do, you know, I'm going to record a recording of what that visualization start as, as far as how to get yourself completely relaxed. I'm going to put it at the end, after I close, after I say goodbye, come back again someday. <laughs> after all that, I'm going to put it at the very end. So if you wait for it, then you can go back and do this with your family until you kind of have your own flow and then you don't need my recording. But I'm going to go ahead and put it on there so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. So we do that. When I get to the end of the, everyone's relaxed, and I do it with them. I breathe, and in in good thoughts, out bad thoughts, the whole thing. At the end, I do whatever you want to do. A couple things I've done, but one thing I do is I ask them, okay, when you were, and I tell them, when you were in heaven, you fought side by side the Savior. You were tutored by your Heavenly Father. You knew who you were, and you fought valiantly for that cause. And because of that, you are here today. Russell Nelson has told us that you are here today because you fought hard for the Savior's cause. You were one of his finest, most noble warriors. So, what would the, if you could right now talk to Heavenly Father, to Jesus Christ, if they could have a chance to tell you who you were and what your purpose is, what would they tell you? And then we're quiet. Before we start, I let everyone know when you're done, you may sit up quietly, but just let everybody else finish. Some kids think about it for two minutes, some for 10. And they just talk to their Heavenly Father and Christ in their mind. It has been so wonderful. Another thing I'll do sometimes is I'll take everybody's favorite scripture. And then when we get to the relaxation point, then I'll go through each scripture and I'll talk about it. Kind of like I'm talking these quotes through with you guys. We'll get to a quote and then I'll kind of talk about it. 
And I want them to envision themselves with their Heavenly Father or with their Savior and Him strengthening them, helping them, holding them up with their righteous right hand. Luke says Isaiah 41.10, and so that one's always in there. So um, here's another quote from Wendy Watson Nelson. We have our agency to choose how we spend our time and energy, our talents and our resources. In fact, what we choose to do is actually part of our testing. The choice is yours and mine. Will we choose to do whatever it takes to fulfill the wonderful missions for which we were sent to earth? Question mark. Will we do it? Every single person has the exact same amount of time. There is nobody on earth that has more than 24 hours a day. And there is nobody on earth that has less than 24 hours a day. Now with that, I want to remind everybody that you also don't understand what other people's struggles and difficulties are. That's another promise we have. Russell Nelson's telling us right here how awesome and great we are and we have a big purpose and who we are. But he also says, you know what? You're not going to escape the world of mortality. You're gonna have struggles. So we can't look at someone else and think, wow, they're really blowing their, their calling on earth. You don't, you don't know what they're dealing with. And you don't, you don't even know what they do. You, you don't even know how they function. Maybe they spend their whole day on family search all day working on gathering Israel on the other side of the veil. We can't judge other people. We can't point fingers. This is an individual question and an individual mission. This is an individual. This is for you. Who are you? What were you born to do? And what are you going to do about it? Are you going to follow what the prophet tells you to do and, and fight hard to stand strong against the crazy storms of life that we're in? Are you going to stand up tall and stand and labor diligently with the Savior in the vineyard? Are you going to? And then figure out how that looks for your life. And it's going to look different for everybody. Some people are built strong and vibrant and energetic and they have no end and they're energizer bunny. And others don't have that <laughs> disposition. And so they're not the energizer bunny. So their 24 hours might look a little different than the Energizer Bunny's 24 hours. But my point is here that the Lord promises us that we can do it, that we have a purpose, and that we're here for a very important purpose. And so we've got to know who we are, and we need to pray for strength. We need to pray to know what He wants us to do and how we can do it, even amongst our difficulties. So even if you are really heavily burdened with difficulties, He has a, a plan for you. So if you'll be prayerful, you will figure it out and he'll help you. Wendy Nelson says again, Dear brothers and sisters, these are indeed the latter days. There has never been a time like this in the history of the world. Never. Primordially, you and I committed to do a great work while here on earth. And with the Lord's help, we will do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you, Wendy Nelson. That's exactly what I was just trying to say in my long-winded explanation. And she did it in one paragraph. Okay? There has never been a time in history, in the, this history of this world, never. You committed to do the great work, and the Lord will help you do it. So you figure it out, right? Wessel Nelson is back. Every one of our Heavenly Father's children on both sides of the veil deserves to hear the message of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. They decide for themselves if they want to know more. Both sides of the veil. So we have work on both sides of the veil that needs to be done, and we're called to do it. So let's do it. But that also opens up the doorway of what we just talked about. There's so much work. There's such a variety of work. There's something for everybody. So turn off the social media. 
get off the movies and let's go to work. But it is really fun and really exciting because there is something for everybody. Muslim Nelson again. Now, participating in the gathering of Israel will require some sacrifice on your part. It may even require some changes in your life. It will definitely take some of your time and energy and your God-given talents. Are you interested? And that's what he asked us. The prophet of the Lord asked us, are you interested? The Lord is saying, I need you. Will you come? This is another thing I get really excited about with my kids. I'm like, guys, the work is going to get done. The Lord's plan will be finalized at some point, somehow. He's begging us to join him, but he can't. He probably could make us, but he won't. It's against the divine law that we have free agency. So we have to choose whether we would like to join his battalion, join his cause, and fight hard. Someone's going to do the work. Do we want to be a part of it? The question is, do you want to miss out on it? This is the greatest work called. Let's not miss it. Let's not miss it. Let's not be lulled to sleep. Let's not be distracted. I don't want to miss this. I think it's exciting. Think of it. Here's Russell Nelson again. Think of it. Of all the people who have ever lived on the planet, we are the ones who get to participate in this final great gathering event. How exciting is that? He's 93 years old, standing on the thing. He's now 95, but I think he was 93 when he gave this um, speech. Maybe he was 94. But he says, think of it. Of all the parents, people who have ever lived on the planet, we are the ones who get to participate in the final great gathering event. How exciting is that? I just love that. I love his enthusiasm. And then he goes on to say, I testify that the gathering is now and it is real. That's the oracle of the Lord testifying to us of what's going on here. The gathering is now, right now, and it is real. And then he says, it is my testimony that when we follow through with whatever the prophet of God asks us to do, the way will be opened and lives will be changed. He is, he absolutely stands an example of this. In the true millennials, he goes into how many times he followed the prophet blindly and trusted blindly, blindly. I don't, what's a synonym for blindly? He, he trusted him and he followed through. And I'm going to find the quote here. He says, this is from true millennials. This is from 2016. It's before President Russell Nelson was the president of the church. Um, I believe it was, anyhow, but it, it so the talk, so let me separate these. Before this, I was talking about the youth devotional. So I'm just stepping out for a moment to tell you a couple lines from the true millennials. He says, expect and prepare to accomplish the impossible. The Lord is able to do his own work. And I was privileged to watch the unfolding of one miracle after another, always and only after I brought my best thinking, my best courageous efforts, and my most fervent prayers to the task. I like how he gives those things. So he expects to do the impossible. The impossible does not mean that he, just because you're you, who you are, primordially, that it's just going to happen magically. There's no wand, guys. What does he say? I had to bring my best thinking, my most courageous efforts, and my most fervent prayers to the task. Think about those things that you fervently pray for. This isn't easy, okay? Miracles aren't, aren't simple. Moving mountains is not easy. As a true millennial whom the Lord can count on, you will make history too. 
you will be asked to accept challenging assignments and become an instrument in the Lord's hands, and he will enable you to accomplish the impossible. He says, how will you accomplish the impossible? By doing whatever it takes to strengthen your faith in Jesus Christ, by increasing your understanding of the doctrine taught in his restored church, and by relentlessly seeking truth. As a true millennial, anchored in pure doctrine, when you are asked to do impossible things, you will be able to step forward with faith and dogged persistence and cheerfully do all that lies in your power to fulfill the purpose of the Lord. You will have days when you will be thoroughly discouraged, so pray for courage not to give up. And then he says, learn to access the powers of heaven. So, I don't know. I don't know if that just gets you pumped up, but it gets me so excited. I mean, he tells us how to do it. He doesn't say it's going to be easy, but he says it's going to be possible. And if he says it's going to be possible, I know it will be. With the Lord on our sides, we can do anything, but we have to choose to try. And we have to choose to fight. Yes. Okay, let's go on. We're back to the youth devotional. Okay? This is him as a prophet speaking to us. Now, oh, I, no, uh, let's go back to the quote I just said. I do want to say, so he just said, it's going to take some sacrifice, guys. So there are things you're going to have to give up. And then he says, think of it. No, we already did that one. I'm so excited. I'm re-saying all of it. I'm sure you guys don't want to go through the whole thing again. But, okay. You might wonder, what is the gathering of Israel? And I kind of thought of that too. When he first came out with all this great stuff, I'm like, what is the gathering of Israel? I've heard of it but I don't really understand what it is. And he simplifies it right here. It's very simple. The gathering of Israel ultimately means offering the gospel of Jesus Christ to God's children on both sides of the veil who have neither made crucial covenants with God nor received his essential ordinances. Okay? The gathering should mean everything to you. This is the mission for which you were sent to earth. So, as you hear this, if you want to know what the gathering means to you, pray about it. Ask the Lord. As you teach this to your children and they want to know what the gathering means to them, ask them to pray about it. What does it mean to them? Encourage them to read the scriptures until they find an answer and then record it so you don't forget it. And then he goes on to say, Now I am inviting every young woman and every young man between the ages of 12 and 18 in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to enlist in the youth battalion of the Lord to help gather Israel. Woo! Are you kidding me? The Lord is asking us, to enlist in his battalion. We have a personal invitation. I don't know how often in the history of the, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have we, has there been a personal invitation to gather the Lord's, to engage in the Lord's battalion like that. I mean, I just feel like he's talking to each individual person. He says up there, you, not the person sitting next to you, not the person sitting on the other side of you, you, you are invited to be a part of this. And then he gives five invitations for the for you to enlist in the Lord's Youth Battalion to help gather Israel. Number one, hold a seven-day fast from social media. You can go back to the talk and listen to these if you want a better detail of what these mean, but hold a seven-day fast. What does that mean? Turn off your phones. Turn off your social media for seven days. And then make notes of how you feel and what you notice. Number two, make a weekly sacrifice of time for the Lord for three weeks. Three, keep on the covenant path. If you are off, repent and get back on the covenant path. That's it, guys. It's okay. If you're off the covenant path, we get it. 
It was never meant to be an easy, uh, easy plan. Satan's always been there knocking people off the path, constantly knocking them off. Repent. There's a, there's a plan. It's a perfect plan. There's a rescue. The atonement of Jesus Christ spans to all edges as far as someone can go. It reaches you. So just repent and come back. Four, pray daily that all of God's children might receive the blessings of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Five, stand out. Be different. Be a light. Give to a friend one copy of the booklet for the strength of youth. And then he says, you are among the, oh, this is so good. Okay. You are among the best the Lord has ever sent to this world. You have the capacity to be smarter and wiser and have more impact on the world than any previous generation. Think of your heroes from the past. Think of people that you've studied that you think, wow, they were amazing. And just imagine that you have the opportunity to be that person. We're going to make history. Things are going to happen. The Lord's work is going to be completed. His army is going to be built. Righteousness is going to reign. Goodness is going to flow. Do you want to be a part of it? I am so excited for us to spread this message to our children. Spread this message to our neighbors. Spread this message to anybody and everybody you possibly can. Let's believe in our children. Let's tell them who they are. Let's help them shake off the dust and stand tall, even if they have to get back up over and over and over and over again. Because that's going to make the strongest warrior, the most courageous. Get up, dust off, and let's do it. If you have been able to gather any truths or nuggets of truth from this podcast, please come back and join us every week. We put a podcast out each week. They're all different, and they're all good. (laughs) So please come back and come back often. And don't forget, after this, we will have that mental visualization part that you can kind of listen to and get an idea of how to do something like that with your family. I think it's really fun. And yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Okay. Lay down on your back with your head flat. Your hands at your side, your arms at your side, your feet, your hands just need to be laying flat. Your feet should be, your legs should be straight down and your feet should just kind of fall to the side. And just lay there. We're going to take five deep breaths and we're going to clear our minds completely. As you breathe in, breathe in happy thoughts, happiness and joy, calmness. As you breathe out, breathe out frustration, worry. Whatever is bothering your mind, whatever you're thinking about, let it go out with each breath that you take. Let it out and breathe in the opposite. So breathe in happiness and peace. Breathe out frustration and worry. One more breath, as deep as you can.
Okay. So we're going to relax each part of our body so that we completely relax. And during this entire time, we don't want our minds to think of anything. We just want to have a blank mind that's just calm and peaceful. So if you have anything that comes into your mind that's different than just calmness, just push it out. Let it go, to, let it go out. You can push it out with your breath and you can breathe in calm, happy. So start with your face. Tense your face as tight as you can. Every muscle in your face, just tense it up. Relax it. Just let it relax. Let your whole head fall into the ground. Now take your shoulders and tense up your shoulders. Tight, 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 tight. Tight as you can, every muscle. And relax them. In between each, each tense, we're going to breathe. And we're going to breathe out anything in our minds and just breathe in quietness. Tense up your arms, your whole arms, your hands, whole arm. Tense, 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 tense. And let them just relax next to your side. Now do your hands and fingers. Tight, tight, tight. Tense up all your fingers. Just let them fall. Let everything fall to the ground. Tense up your stomach and your back and your chest. Tight, tight. Tight as you can. Relax it. Breathe deep again. Now do your bottom area. Tight, tight, tight. Tight. Relax. Tense up all your muscles in your, your thighs, the top part of your legs. Get them as tight as they possibly can. And then relax them. Tense up your calves. Your calves tight, tight. Are you ready? As tight as you can. Relax it. Now do your feet. Tense up, tense up, tense up. Just relax them. Everything should be completely calm. You should feel like you're falling through the ground. Your mind should be completely blank. Everything's quiet. Breathe deep. 